Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. Are you exasperated or what? Well, you're in the right place if you are, because in this podcast series with my co-host Greg Greenberg, author of Effing Argentina, we explore the current American psyche of being overworked, overleveraged, overtired, and overwhelmed. You're going to find out about America's exasperation with, well, exasperation. Uh, so welcome to the latest edition to the Compliance Podcast Network, and uh, where we looked at uh, various acts exasperating phases of American life. We started with uh, school night, and now we're going to move to a little nasal. So I'm your co-host, Tom Fox. And I'm Greg Greenberg, the author of F in Argentina. So on this season of F in Argentina, we're talking about exasperation, as Tom said. Thanks for showing the book, Tom. Uh, each day, it's nearly impossible to complete a full day without lashing out at some object, animate or otherwise, that's causing intense irritation and frustration. So in today's episode, we explore exasperation with the tale of a foul odor and its, aster- and its aftermath on the number five express train from Brooklyn up to the Upper East Side, where I am right now. So, uh, Greg... Uh, I always ask this question because I'm always intrigued about the stories in effing Argentina. This one does seem to be a little autobiographical. You have a lot of elements that uh, I don't think people told you about. I think you have experienced. But I wanted to ask you to explain to a non-New Yorker a little bit about subway etiquette. And at also start with why is the narrator telling this story to a judge? Oh, well, that's the kicker. You're just giving away the kicker. But that, that's okay, Tom. You know I love you. But you know, there is a certain subway etiquette. Not everyone follows it. So when you go to other countries, like, in, like Japan, for example, everyone, I know they're crowded in there, but there's a certain etiquette involved where you don't see people really eating uh, in subways. But in New York, it really is catch as catch can. You see people eating uh, sometimes the things that they're eating don't smell so good. And that's really the theme of this story, uh, Malodor on the number five express train. Uh, as I was on the train once and someone was eating some really stinky food, I don't think that's fair. You know, I think that you have a right to eat food fine, you know, but if it's a really smelly food, your right to eat food kind of stops where my olfactory sense begins. Well, one of the things that intrigued me, Greg, was how you worked through the potential candidates. And I think anyone who's ever been a parent or perhaps has been a child will understand that a youngster can occasionally uh, create a malodor, and that malodor can be in a very public and sometimes embarrassing place. So uh, you started, though, with that uh, type of character. Can you walk us through how you came to identify the malodor? Well, the the story is set... uh on a subway car and I kind of frame it to a certain sense like an Agatha Christie novel or her Hercule Perot story. So basically you have suspects and I'm sitting there and I'm smelling something which smells really, really bad. And you have a, a baby uh, and, and, her, and her parents on one side, you have a bunch of kids on the other side smelling of uh, Axe body spray. And then you have someone sitting across from me who's got a mysterious container. So those are the suspects of some of, of what's going on. And then you have people getting on or off the train. So like, you know, Hercule Perel or, or Sam Spade or any great detective, I need to find out who is responsible for what's going on in that subway car. And, and generally when it comes to etiquette, as I said, I don't think it's right that people should 
eat smelly food on the subway. I understand a lot of times in New York, you're late for your for work, so you grab a bagel, you grab a bialy, and you get your coffee, and you get on the train. But you know, when it's time, when it's tuna fish sandwiches or, or things that have you know really pungent odors, I think that's wrong. What do you think? Do you think that's wrong, Tom? Uh, well, I don't ride a lot of subways, so for me, the New York subway experience is a cacophony <laughs> of sights, sounds, and smells, and I just think it's all part of the, the melange of uh, the experience of, of New York City. One of the things that uh, intrigued me about this particular story, Greg, was uh, our last episode dealt with a musical uh, topic of Billy Effing J, uh, of Joel, but you used music in this story and frankly used a song that I used to love but I may never be able to listen to again so could you tell us the song why you chose it and the impact it has that's a that's a fun question so basically when you're riding the subway in New York you know you have to deal with a lot a lot of people so a lot of people they just listen to music and I thought that in this particular uh, story I would have the uh the, the narrator listened to some Southern rock, right? Where you're from, down, down south, down in Texas, right? So he actually happened to be listening to that smell, this, you know, by, by Leonard Skinner, right? Can you smell that smell? Smell deaths around you. And I, and I kind of mixed that one in with the, uh, with, with the narration of the story. Because I, although it's, you know, that, is, that, story, that song is about drugs, different, but it's still about smells. Uh, Greg, I'm going to ask you in a moment to identify the uh, malodorous food, but why did you call it the Houdini of foods? Well, kimchi. Uh, you know, one of the one of the potential perpetrators is kimchi, and I call it the Houdini of foods, is because even if it's in a container, that smell will get out of the container, and, which is one of the suspects in in this mystery in this in this mystery on the subway car. Uh, Greg, in addition to the mystery element that you've articulated, you actually have another element, and I alluded to that uh, when we started this podcast, but something happens, the narrator causes all hell to break loose. What did the narrator do, and why is that so New York? Well, you know, they say when you get on the subway trains, if you, if you see something, say something. Well, in this case, it was if you smell something, say something. So, so basically... Uh, the, the narrator found out that, that the, the, the perpetrator was about to break out something really smelly, you know, a hard-boiled egg and peel it. So, so that, that's what caused the, the narrator to say, stop it, you know, and, and caused a, a ruckus on that subway train, which led him downtown to, uh, to court. And he had to explain that to a judge as to why he caused a stampede on the subway car. All because someone decided no, no, no. stinky food. It was an egg. It was a hard-boiled egg. So I don't know if there's there will be a, a, a second edition of Effing Argentina, or I don't know if the story will be continued. I don't know if it's going to survive this podcast, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, uh, but the, in front of a New York judge, uh, my impression is New York judges have pretty much heard and seen it all. So can you give us a hint as to what might happen to our narrator in front of the judge, or you don't know? I don't know. You know, may, maybe they'll be thrown in, in, in jail, or you know, maybe they'll be let off with a warning. It depends on the lawyer. It depends on how good a lawyer he is. I'll, I'll accept that. So now we're going to get to my favorite quote, and I will have to tell you that this is not only my favorite quote from the entire book, but 
It is Mrs. Fox's favorite quote from the entire book. And she heartily agreed with the narrator's mother sentiment, which I'm about to read. And the quote reads, boys will be boys, or as my mother used to say, morons till marriage. My wife said the only thing uh, your mother got wrong is it doesn't end at marriage. But leaving that uh, wisdom aside, where did this quote come from and why is it so perfect in this story? I think I use that to describe some of the kids that were uh, doing a lot of horseplay in, on, the, uh, on the subway car and they were spraying each other with Axe body spray and it really smelled horrific. And uh, I think that the narrator is like, well, they're just a bunch of jerks, but you know, boys will always be jerks until they get married and they're forced to grow up. So I'm, I'm glad that you know, your, your wife found it such a, a poignant line. And I think it's probably true of most men. They're not gonna grow up and really yeah, be anything less than a moron until they get married and a woman bends them into shape. Well, I have to say that was uh, my experience as well. So uh, it was my favorite line, my wife's favorite line. So uh, kudos to you for uh, for coming up with that one. So uh, unfortunately, we are at the end of this episode, but join us again for our next episode of Effing Argentina. Please join us. And don't eat stinky foods on the subway. <laughs>